Hey everybody, we are back for another weekly episode of yes, our we podcast. Are. <laughs> and we're getting to the end. I'm almost a little sad, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Actually, you know what? We should do a poll and say, how many people want us to do this podcast every week? <laughs> and then, and totally then we'll ignore spot. them and... We'll keep doing it anyway. Yeah. No, I'm just I don't kidding. Know. I don't know. No, but we'll yes, see if, we do have... if people are enjoying it, if people are getting something out of it. Yeah. Well, we have two more weeks of this series, You, Me, and God. Yes. And this podcast is kind of the addendum to that series. Is that the right word? Addendum? Add-on? Sure. Yes. I don't know. Supplement. Supplement yeah. to this series in which we're uh, at Hope Church, in which we're talking about the Enneagram. Um, and just really... Eh, looking at it as an unbelievably wise tool to help us deal in our relationships with God and with others and maybe most of all with ourselves. And you know, what's interesting. I did have someone talk to me recently and say that maybe almost every week, even if it wasn't their personality specifically, there was like something that they could draw from, Mm -hmm. from that week. And I I think that's, what's great about this um, resource is because all the numbers are so interconnected and because we move in different directions at different times when we're stressed or when we're healthy, um, I think you can find that you actually relate to a lot of different pieces of different personalities. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I will say I'll even take that um, to another level and say that uh, I really liked your Bible illustration with Mordecai yesterday in that story. I had not thought of that, but I do think it was just a, just a perfect way. And again, we said this from the beginning too, like whether you're into this or not, or you, mm. you can get behind it. I mean, one of the things I think we have done is kind of expand our Bible knowledge yeah, through the illustrations that we've um, used. In fact, I have thought about Carrie giving a quiz at the end just for fun to see how Ooh. many people would remember who, who yeah. goes to what. Um, I think too, it gives you kind of a, another lens through which to read the Bible and, and not that you have to figure out the personality type of all these characters, all these no. people we read about, but it almost gives a, an additional imaginative layer. And I think it can help you to, to really put yourself in that person's shoes and say, okay, what were they, what was Mordecai thinking about? Well, what, what was his motivation? And that they're real people. Yeah. Right. There's no different from us today who are just trying to figure life out and have the same emotions and Mm -hmm. the same responses to triggering situations and yeah we can make things we can make them really two-dimensional but they're yeah yeah they were very human uh carrie this episode today is brought to us by uh duncan um this is my third attempt at coffee today uh because i have failed twice and i had to throw out my cup twice so i went out and i got this because it's stinking cold outside it is i know the last time we had our podcast i we were i was like i think in a tank top it was yeah, that thursday like it was very degrees. hot i know and today we're in the 50s so i don't know what to do about that but but if we were a six we would have prepared for anything we would have had that's the true. layers we would have had the extra coffee in case we spilled the first one that's right which i almost did before we went on air yeah. today uh, so yeah, so we're talking about the six, which is the loyalist. Loyalist. And unfortunately, this one's a different one where we don't have our, our guest with us. I know. I know. Another shout out to my friend Rachel, who was awesome and giving me some answers. Um, and I know, I know for her, she, you know, she talked a lot. We described the loyalist as a questioner, as someone who's probably got a lot of anxiety, a lot of worst case scenario thinking, um, that person that, 
they just can't help themselves. They, you know, maybe have a hard time even falling asleep at night because you're just running through all the list of things that could go wrong and trying to prepare for it. Um, that was another thing that you said yesterday that made me think. So a few years ago, um, we studied the Enneagram in my life group, and it was one of the best, I think, groups that we ever had and very interactive and very um, conversational. And um, But it was, I think it was right before the pandemic okay. where we all got, you know, locked away in our homes. Yeah. And it was really interesting because we would keep the dialogue going um, through that time. And since we had kind of this new like language about numbers and stuff, we had talked about how, how I, like a world event like that even affects us by personality, right? Oh, yeah. Where like a six would probably be more anxious. Yeah. More worried thinking of worst case scenarios, trying to plan for the things that you can't plan for because we never went through anything like that, right? Right. Um, yeah, there's no roadmap. Where the sevens are like, we're just going to have fun and we can play games and right. bake apple pies every How day. How can we spin this somehow to yeah. see the you know the fun side of it? Right? Yeah, so it was really interesting that you even mentioned that because I do think that that is like when, when the pressure's on our lives. Um, we respond according to how God wired us uniquely there. Yep. Psalm 139, right? So, um, I don't know. That was just a cool little, little uh, yeah. thing that I took away from yesterday too. So No. I thought it was interesting. I think the more numbers that we go through, the more I'm finding that some people who thought they were one number are kind of like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I identify more with the core motivation. And or... I hate to say this. I told you so. Not you. Yeah. We got to wait through this whole thing to yes. get through. Yes. Um, and again, I'll repeat my story super quick is that I didn't know for months mm-hmm. and I had been studying it. I still was wrestling through it. So yeah. I would still say, be patient, um, keep working through it. Um, at least so, for yeah, me, I, agree I, think, with you, Carrie. I think we had a, at least a couple people in my life that maybe thought they were twos originally. Again, because the two is the helper, they're warm, they're caring, compassionate. Um, And so I think some of that people see as a six, you know, who is also compassionate and community oriented. But again, um, maybe for a lot of people, kind of the difference between the helper needs, needs to be needed really like strongly is, is trying to get that through sometimes at an unhealthy place. They're trying to get people to love them by doing things, by being there for other people. Whereas the six is more, um, you know, just, just more loyal, more they're, they're warm and compassionate, but they're, they're not so much feeling like they need to do things for other people in order to gain that, that love, I Mm -hmm, think. mm -hmm. Um, Well, again, called the loyalist and you know what I know. And again, what you taught a little bit, but is that, um, it's given that name because they are kind, they're the kind of people who, once they believe in something, will take it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, whether that is with a group of people or religion or uh, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, they're typically going to stick it out through thick and thin. Yes. Um, which is why they're they're given that name because being loyal to a group, a community, like you said, gives them. Um, uh, not only an identity, but a, a cause to, right. to right. be around. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's partly where I know it gets its name. So, uh, anything you else wanted to say b- about that name before we go into some other stuff or. 
Oh, the, or the just, name. Just the, the loyal, you know, what what else, other characteristics of yeah, the six that I was gonna were say, interesting in your study um, and stuff. I know. I thought that I thought it's interesting that they that they mentioned the wittiness or the the sense of humor for sixes. And I don't know again if that's almost like maybe a, a subtle attempt to kind of override some of that anxiety, like a coping mechanism. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I can think of of maybe someone I think is a six in my life, and I totally see that that sense of humor sort of coming through mm-hmm. and at different times. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, um, they're they're practical. They they're people that are going to have a plan and make a list. They they are those people that you can count on. I think a on lot their of, oh, oh sorry just I was just going to say on the unhealthy side they can be a little more controlling or rigid, um, defensive even kind mm-hmm. of. Um, I know that like with sixes, a lot of times people with that personality. I don't know if they would go into these careers. I think they would, but but they they care about money. Uh, um, okay. So they're because they they want to know that stability. Yes, exactly. Where's that next? I can't go without a job. Where's right. the next paycheck going to come in? Is this earning the best interest that can? Yep. Uh, we have to be careful not to spend here, because what if this thing happens? Right. So could yeah. be accountants. Uh, yeah. Investors and things like that. Sure. I was I was gonna say if anyone's I don't know if people are watching, but this is I'm getting some information from the Enneagram made easy by Renee Barron and Elizabeth Wiggle. I think. These names, man, Tom. I don't know. (laughs) We're gonna start getting uh, hate mail from people. Uh, (laughs) Hey, one thing I wanted to mention though, before we get too far in, um, just with the anxiety piece, I had forgotten to mention this yesterday, um, but one of the books I was reading talks about, um, I think it was Ian Cron's book, about instead of, if you have someone who's a six in your life and they are anxious, you know, instead of just saying, don't worry, don't be anxious and trying to shut it down and, and be like, oh, everything's going to be fine. They know that everything's not necessarily going to be fine. And so instead, Ian said, try to walk them through, okay, you're, you're saying that, you know, if you go on this trip, this thing could happen. So what if it did happen? And then let them talk about it. And then, and then when they say, okay, but then if I do that, this thing might happen. Kind of let them walk through each step of the way, the worst case scenario. And I think in his words, either at some point they're going to like start laughing because it'll be ridiculous to them or, or they face that kind of, okay, this would be the worst case scenario. And I think I would still survive in that case. Or, and again, I would say generally speaking, when you're healthy, you're not living in that place. True. Right? True. Because again, even in this podcast, I've, I've said it a bunch, but we always tend, we, and, and in our teaching, we know because we're trying to point out the shadow side and, and the things to be aware of in our personalities. Right. But when we're talking about health, 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 um, it doesn't dominate your life, that fear, yeah. the anxiety. Um, so that is the ultimate goal. Right. right? But I also think it helps people to know, um, again, I read this about people who feel anxious frequently. If you are, if you have this feeling that, oh my gosh, I'm letting God down. I must be sinning because God told me to, God told me to trust him. And I, I still struggle with things, this anxiety. I think, um, I think if you can acknowledge that it is a part of your personality. And even though, again, like you said, Tom, we want, we want people to be in a healthy place, but recognizing that it's going to be there with you probably at some level, that's something you'll struggle with through your life. And, and, and just being able to embrace that and say, okay, God, I know this is here and I'm just going to kind of like let you help me hold that. Um, rather than feeling like you're, you're somehow wrong for having that because right. you can't, you can't necessarily change that. And right. it adds an extra burden, I think to people. Yeah. So, so, um, 
one of the things that I think um, is true about the six. So again, just for quick review, there are th- nine numbers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are three numbers um, uh, grouped together. So there's three different groups, right? Yep, our triads. Um, our triads, and so this is a thinking triad. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times. Um, and, and by the way, we're going to talk about the next two numbers in that triangle, the next two numbers, the five and the seven. But a lot of times, people might think might think that um, when they're when someone's in that triad, they're very um, maybe more introverted or introspective. Um, want to just be by themselves, which I think we're going to see a lot of that in the five, right? But right, I don't know that the six is that way. Maybe you have some insight into this too, but. It seems to me, like, and even where that name comes from, it seems like sixes almost prefer to work in group and yeah. in community because that's where they get their, um, maybe even some reassurance that they're not going through this alone. Sure. That they have um, the approval or the okay of others. We're going to yep. do this together. Again, it's that whole loyalty, like... Right. We'll, we'll go down together or we'll yes. but that gives them a confidence, I think. So they're not necessarily people who are just gonna be like, you know, um hold up and doing their own thing. They yep. want to have others around them. I think that's true. Yeah. I think what I read is that they might be more selective upfront about the people they let into their lives. Okay. Um maybe then someone like a two, for instance, who's just gonna be like, okay. Let's, you know, let's throw a white yeah, net here. Yeah, with boundaries. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I was reading that on a website today. But I, so I think, I think though that they do, they want, they want to be in a community and they're very, they're very community oriented. And again, looking out for the good of the whole group, which again, like you said, requires you to be somewhat social. So it seems like they'd be great people to have on teams. Oh yeah. Right? Yes. Great team players, dependable. Um, yeah. Not out for their own gain so much. Um, so I yeah. know I really, the more, I, the more, I did not know much about the six before I did this message. And I, I'm like, I like the six actually. I think they're, I think they're, um, I read that about, um, of all the people surveyed, about 10% of people are sixes. Okay. That's what I read. All right. Interesting. So kind of like an even, like if you, if you play that out over the nine numbers, you know, yeah. it's a, about an equal distribution, but yeah, I don't know. Yes. I don't, I don't know a lot of sixes. I don't think. I know. I, well, at least I, that I know of. Right. If you are, let us know. We would love, we would love to know that. I know, Tom. I, I had been saying that one of my kids I thought was an eight and then I, I saw a lot of the, the six and I'm like, maybe I might've been wrong there. Yeah. Um, I, we, we, I will talk about this for a second. Um, the sixes as kids, um, and again, this is from this book I'm looking at. Um, they again can be hypervigilant, anticipate danger. They can often form a team of us against them, uh, with either a best friend or a parent. This book says, um, they can look to groups or authorities to protect them or conversely, they can question authority. Um, and so I just thought that was interesting, uh, you know, and this, this book kind of makes it clear, you know, the six might be the, that kid that's asking like, okay, am I okay? Do I fit in? What am I doing here? Uh, maybe they need a lot of advanced, a little bit of advanced notice and some structure on things so that they know what's coming and they can, you know, not feel taken by surprise. I know my friend Rachel, who's a nine or sorry, who's a six said like last minute plan changes are very disrupting to her. She does not like spontaneity so much mm-hmm. so again for a kid that might be that might be something that would be helpful yeah 
for sure. Um, okay, so like we always do, let's talk about wings. Again, Enneagram teaches that uh, we tend to lean into one of the numbers on either side of us. Yeah. So for a six, that would be a five or a seven. Yes. Right? And Both uh, of which, yeah, you're doing the next two weeks. So, Which, which we haven't yeah, talked a lot yep. about. Um, so uh, I don't know all of where, I, you know, that goes. Um, I, I would say my guess is like with the five and I'm looking here to to see what other um, that, if this mentions this here. Um, but the five tends to be. Um, I, my guess is because the five tends to be probably tends to be more introverted. They, they're they're going to tend to be a bit more independent. Um don't really feel like they need people as much as right. So right. then, in an unhealthy way, maybe even sometimes a six could lean into that and, yeah. and be uh, a little bit more like they 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 get away from their group, right? Right, right. Um, so some people have tendencies, or just just in general, maybe just a more introverted six might be might yeah have a five wing. Whereas the seven is maybe the most extroverted number. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. My point is, it's very interesting on either side. You have the most introverted number and the most extroverted number right. on the Enneagram. So I don't know what to do with that, but yeah. it's an interesting thing. No, what you're like, based on what you're saying, you're saying if someone's a six that leans towards a five, they could look almost completely different in some ways that from a, a six, six with a seven, like a seven wing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which, which again, makes this both exciting and also frustrating for some people because it's it's hard it's sometimes it can be hard to really mm -hmm. you want you almost want to like look and find oh i look just like these 10 other people and even if you have the exact same number as someone you might find that you really have a lot of variation right yeah so um so on you were saying on the seven wing seven they're going to be kind of more probably a little more extroverted yep spontaneous um, probably spontaneous maybe a little bit more independent uh from yep. the group even um on, in a different way like just just i'm going yes. coming with me kind of a deal right um, right so yeah no i just find that kind of fascinating no, i guess for sure um i know we'll get to strength and health too but i mentioned in the message also that sixes are interesting in that you can have um kind of the the phobic version of the six which is the version that kind of runs hard away from whatever they're anxious of and kind of um, often latches onto authority as a sense of security. Um, but you could also have a six that acts in a counterphobic way where they almost like chase head on after the things that they're worried about um, almost in a way to, to try to like not worry about it. They just keep, keep chasing it. And then maybe rebelling against authority. Because... It sounds like sixes are wonderfully complex. Oh Carrie. yeah. Very, very much. <laughs> Um, and I realize I'm looking into the wrong, the wrong lens, I think. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, it is, it, it does, it just, um, there's so many layers, right? And just to our, our personalities and, and again, just leaning into how God has wired us, I, I think is just so, just so, so important and so helpful as we, as we move forward, right. Yeah. In, 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 our, in our relationships, knowing how we might react to a situation. Uh, talk about, um, well, not that you are, but in your study too, like, have you thought through like in relationships? Oh yeah. Sixes. Um, and maybe the question is if someone is married to a six or dating right. a six or, right. or just in a close relationship with a six, how can, 
how can we help them? Yes. No, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, I think what I was reading is that sixes often need to check in and almost get kind of like validation of, are we okay? You know, most like maybe not necessarily define the relationship, but, but a little bit, um, a friend Mm -hmm. of mine said that with, with their spouse, um, they can see that pattern of, Oh, kind of, I see now the, this thing that happens frequently is that that checking in, that sort of gotcha. making sure they're okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think also, I think sixes can maybe overreact somewhat when if they are in a stressed place um, or again, they can have all those questions or worries. And I think finding a way to let them feel heard and not, again, not not make them feel bad for having that gut, that gut reaction that... Um, um, because they're in that thinking, and I don't know this, but because they're in that thinking triad, does it mean that they have to find rational, like it, it, for, for them not to be stressed or anxious, they might have to be able to rationalize it for themselves? Is that where that... So I wonder, I wonder if the five wing would, would really need to rationalize. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my friend Rachel said, like when she gets stressed, she's like, okay, the list comes out, the plan, like I have to sit and I have to make the list and I have to plan it, plan it. And you know, whether that's okay, my family's coming over for Thanksgiving and we're having three extra people that I didn't know about. And so again, first for some people, I think that helps them to, um, so like you said before, checklist people, like just making sure they've thought of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine too, because I can think of people in my life that, you know, you can almost see that person as controlling and, and being, um, oh, I have, okay, they're, they're, they're trying to micromanage this or they're trying to, whatever, but, but maybe recognizing where, um, okay, this is coming for them from a place of anxiety or a place of everything feels out of control to me. So how can you help support them in that rather Mm -hmm. than, rather than viewing their actions as like a personal attack or, um, I don't know. I guess another thing I I was thinking about yesterday when you mentioned you're starting to talk about the anxiety and the stress thing. I know that as a one, it, that's also a number that highly, which is my number, um, we can deal with a lot of anxiety. Yes. Be- because we need things to be a certain way or we see something that's wrong and right. we, we feel like we feel uh, drawn to fix it. Um, I guess and it's, I guess part of it strikes me too. I, again, I don't know if I have a well-formed thought around this, but um, that maybe the one might privatize that a little bit more mm. and not, and be afraid to even speak that out. Okay. Where maybe a six, because they really need that people around them to yeah. hear and understand yeah. maybe that it is it is more forward facing where we might stuff it more. Sure. I don't know. Again, no, that that's just interesting. another thought that. Um, well, and I was thinking of Rachel's comment too, that she shared that, you know, she has a friend that she tries to always be there for, but then she doesn't feel like the converse is true. And I wonder for sixes if if it must go a really long way if they have someone who is really loyal to them, really mm-hmm. faithful to them, who's really, um, you know, checking with them the way that they would check in on other people. And so maybe every once in a while, if you have a six friend or spouse, you can just, you know, beat them to it, like yeah. check in before they yeah. can and let them know you're there for them. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of random thoughts. Today I know. Because we don't, I know. We don't, we don't have, have our, our, our anchor. Yeah, we don't yeah. have our interviewed person, so we're we're doing a like, lot of like hypothetical and speculation. Right. But we can talk about direction of stress and we can hold that thought. Okay. Because I I want to say this. Um, you and I have talked before. You know, as a pastor and being in a church, 
for me, something that I have um, realized is a super important thing for me personally are loyal friends. Yeah. Our loyal... Um, uh, yeah, I, well, I guess I could just leave it there. Friends. And and, I, and here's what I'll say about churches. Um, and one of the things that happens in churches all the time is there, there tend to be constant like, well, I don't like this, and I don't like this, and this battle about oh, right. this, or I'm going to stand up on my platform about this, or why don't we do it this way, and whatever. And what ends up happening with churches is they, a lot of people end up leaving, trying to find something else that, you know, um, uh, which is really hard as uh, for people in leadership in the church sure. uh, to say, oh my goodness, you know, you can't win. Just, but again, it strikes me that a six, their personality is like, you know what, we're here, we're dependable, Yep. we're going to walk it with you and so I would just say I'm just I think I'm grateful for the sixes yeah. and that personality like in this kind of a setting oh right which can be so difficult um, but if they believe in again the mission the vision uh, what God has called them to do they're they're gonna they're gonna stick it out and, and yeah. I know I've even I'll, I'll say it uh, I hope this is not inappropriate but when I came to this church over 20 years ago I was going through a rough time and it was a kind of small core group of people who were like we believe God has called us to something we're going to make sure that we're going to do our best <laughs> almost yeah. like almost like that corporate sense of we're going to go down with this thing yeah yeah given what God has called us to do and thankfully I think God blessed that and, um, yeah and here we are today, but like, I don't know, I, I, I no. it's a little bit rambling, but I, I think of it in the context of church and, um, and, and again, in, in our spiritual sense and, and maybe my encouragement would just be that I think we all need a little more sick sometimes. Yeah. Oh no, I think so. <laughs> you know? I think so. Um, so anyway, that's a huge gift. Yeah, I agree. All right. So stress and security. Yes. Uh, so one easy way to think about this is, um, those, the nine numbers. Yes. Uh, we go to one in stress typically when we're in an unhealthy place, or we go to another when we're in a really health healthy place. Did I just mm -hmm. say that right? I think so. Yeah. But the three, six, and a nine, they all kind of work together. Yes. So Carrie, tell us what the where the um the six goes in integration stress or health and then disintegration okay. stress. And I think I have this right here. Uh, when sixes I think they move towards the positive side of nine. When they're in, yep. they're in growth. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I think because the nine is the peacemaker, they're kind of more able to empathize with others. I think that they are um, able to maybe take them things less seriously, um, relax a little bit somewhat. Um, again, this book says put more trust in their own inner authority. Um, so that's that's a little bit of the, of the positive side. More optimistic. Did you say that? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Just, well, again, because they tend to be warriors or need yes. to plan for everything. Right. Maybe they would be a little bit more optimistic in a yeah. troubling situation. And do you have time where they go on the negative side? So they would go to the three mm -hmm. uh, in the negative um, where they, it says, will become more fearful, maybe pessimistic. Um, so... 
Again, not sure about that. My three can maybe talk a little bit more about I that. I know. But, I don't uh, like to talk about the negative side of myself, yeah, though. Right? So, um, yeah, no. But yeah, just, they the, could just become, more maybe pessimistic, yeah. defeated. Yep. Um, Feeling like they need troubled. to hide something about themselves in order to get approval. Oh, yeah, see, there you go. Great. Yeah. Um, again, that was another one that yep. this book reminded me of. Um, so maybe, again, maybe that goes back to more of that, too, that thing about, like, um, the community thing mm-hmm. um, where... And again, I don't know this, but maybe they just retract to a little bit more sure solidarity and um right, right, or even like normally sixes when they're healthy don't need titles, they don't need um I don't think a lot of you know um okay. of compliments or things like that. I mean, I think they everyone appreciates Wants a good that. word, yeah, 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 but I think they don't live and thrive for, or or thrive under all that affirmation so much or public praise. But if you're in the negative side of the three, you're gonna you're gonna go to that place where you need that validation. You need um, yep. probably a little more, a little more looking at titles or other things to make you feel like you're like you matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought Tom, because we talked yesterday, um, you and your wife Sarah and I, because um, Sarah's a nine, I'm a three, and we were talking about someone else who we weren't sure was a three or, or sorry a, a nine or a six, um, but we just recognized, like you said. There's so much interplay between those three numbers mm-hmm. that um, that really you can you can draw both positives I think and negatives from those. Uh, yeah, and I wonder numbers. if that's a thing. Like again, I don't know that I'm an Enneagram expert enough to know that. Yeah, but it seems to me that I remember hearing that before that those three numbers in particular play off of each other in various different ways. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, um, so how do we wrap this thing up? Um, what's the word kind of maybe your? I know your it's word a good question. Um, I know you, I mean, if you're going to go on a road trip, take a six with you. They're going to, they're going to plan, <laughs> you know, I think, yeah. um, if you're, if you're going to go through a pandemic, yeah, have a six friend, have them in your, you. on your speed dial, at least, That's you know, right. uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we could. We could go lots of places, but without having the six here to, very to answer. It's very we slaughtered this whole entire thing. I know. Too, right? If you are a six, <laughs> you can you can call us and point out the 10 things that we got wrong today. Right. No. Um, no, that's good. And uh, I again, I think for me, and I, and I know there was someone in my life group who was a six. Um, and uh, if you're listening out there, you could, you could uh, message me and tell me where I messed up. But... Um, but again, one of the things that I think that they bring and that I appreciate as we wrap up is just, um, they're, they're going to be a great friend. Yeah. They're going to be, um, that obviously that loyal, faithful friend, Mm -hmm. but also someone who's thinking about things that I'm not and able to speak into that in a way that I'm like, oh, I never, I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, and so again, the value that they bring to the table, particularly around a table. Yeah. Yeah. Their voice, I think is really important. Right. And I guess the last thing I would leave as a, as an encouragement to sixes, because I know that aside from the anxiety, a lot of times it's this, you know, you see both sides of things and you can be afraid, you know, man, I can, what if I go this way, I can see this ending, but if I go this way, I can see this outcome. Um, and just that encouragement to make sure that you don't get so stuck in that, that you, aren't living your life, that you aren't going out and just, um, 
you know, it can be easy to live in that place of, I'm just not going to make a decision. I'm just not going to yep. do the thing. Um, right. What is Sherry Bertolini? She always has, I think in her email, she says, regret is a killer. Do the thing already. So yeah. maybe that's a good way to end for, for sixes. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. We, again, we, someone told us yesterday again, that they never miss a podcast. Yeah. Um, we were in that same conversation we were just talking about. Um, you guys I know there are awesome. several of you out there. So that's good. I hope this has been super helpful for you. You could always, for everyone, go to our website at cthope.com slash Enneagram. We have a whole page dedicated to this, and there's a bunch of resources on there yep. um, that you can go to and begin studying it for yourself. Um, next Sunday, or yeah, a couple days from when this airs, we'll, be, we'll talk about the five. We the have two five. more left, and that is the investigator. And uh, I believe I have a family member who is this number okay so it should all be right an interesting an interesting one and i think they're actually if i know my people i think there's a definitely several of you out there so hopefully you'll tune in for yeah i can't wait to hear it awesome well carrie tom it's been a good day we will talk to you soon everyone stay warm bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.